Today, I'd like to read an excerpt from Nikolai Varasov's article titled Discovering the Great Royal Seal, New Reality of Vygotsky's Legacy. And this is from 2020. This excerpt is from a section titled The Subject Matter of Cultural Historical Theory. It looks strange, but there's still no unity among researchers on what is the subject matter of cultural historical theory. Literature either circumvents this issue and does not give an exact answer or captures any one aspect, fitting the theory into the framework of classical psychological academic traditions. This uncertainty and diffusion leads to the state of arts where Vygotsky's theory is often classified as sort of social constructivism or as a theory of social development, theory of learning and development, or simply as a theory of development of thinking. Indeed, in Vygotsky's writings, one could find deep ideas about the interconnectedness of education and development, the development of thinking, social development, etc. But all these provisions do not exhaust and do not answer the question, what is the subject of cultural historical theory? and vice versa, to understand the full deepness of these ideas and correctly interpret them, it's only possible if you see that these ideas were formulated through the prism of the main problem, for the solution of which the theory was created. Vygotsky's theory was the answer to the problem formulated by W. Wundt. Is it possible to objectively study higher psychological processes, functions, in human beings? Wundt's answer was negative. Vygotsky's answer was positive. Already established higher psychological functions, functions per se, are not available for objective study. But if we make the entire process of their development and becoming the subject matter of research, the opportunity for their objective scientific study appears. Quote, the origin and development of the higher psychological functions, their construction and composition, their way of functioning and their mutual connections and interdependencies, the laws that govern their course and fate. All this is constituting the exact content and the true subject matter of these investigations. 89 C 200. Thus, the subject matter of CHT is the process of development of the higher mental functions of man in all its basic aspects. One, their origins. Two, their construction. Three, their composition. Four, their mutual connections and interdependencies. And five, the way of functioning. The fundamental issue is the idea of development. To explain the development of higher psychological functions, not from its properties, but to deduce its properties from its development. An exact definition of the subject matter of theory is not a simple formality. This relates to the problem, namely the problem of lower, elementary, biologically driven psychological functions and higher, cultural psychological functions. This is a complex problem that has been brilliantly solved in cultural historical theory, but I will dwell briefly on only one aspect. Secondary literature referring to the cultural historical theory ascribes to higher psychological functions not only voluntary attention, intentional memory, 
and logical thought, which is correct, but also problem solving, learning, and evaluation of the effectiveness of these processes, which looks confusing and very embarrassing. Slightly changing the clear and intelligible higher psychological function to higher mental capacities, or even higher functioning, completely eliminates the opportunity to understand Vygotsky's original message and leads to the fact that they are mixed in vague terminological constructions like lower and higher elementary functioning, which strictly and directly contradicts Vygotsky's theoretical model. As a result, Vygotsky is credited with the idea that the general logic of development Vygotsky maintains is associated with the transformation of natural mental functions into higher ones. 63, page 51. This take is so widely disseminated that no one doubts that it accurately reflects the concept of the theory. The new reality with Vygotsky's legacy allows us to say that this view needs substantial refinement. In The Problem of Development and Disintegration of Higher Psychological Functions, Vygotsky, with great details, explains the dialectics of relations of higher and lower psychological functions and gives the clear answer. Higher psychological functions are special functional systems that are not a direct continuation or development of an elementary function, but represent a whole in which elementary mental functions exist as one of the instances that make up the whole. 90, page 13. The lower functions, of course, are involved as integral components of the higher ones, while they unconditionally transform. However, lower functions in no case determine the, comp the composition of the higher function due to the fact that the higher functions have a different nature and origin. Moreover, Having become an instance in the composition of a new whole, lower functions begin to work according to the laws of this new whole. This is the essence of the matter. The very fact of the publication of Vygotsky's report calls into question the widespread belief that in the last years of his life, Vygotsky abandoned, or even simply rejected, the ideas of the cultural historical theory developed in 1927 to 1930. However, it was precisely established that this report was made at a conference, the All-Union Institute of Experimental Medicine, in April 1934. 73, page 364. In other words, three months before his death, Vygotsky continued to assert that the problem of higher psychological functions is the central problem of the whole psychology of man. 73, page 364. The transition from studying the genetic processes of the emergence of higher functions to studying their development from the point of view of changing interfunctional relationships was the essence of the last stage of the development of CHT. The first results of this new research program were presented by Vygotsky in that report. We could conclude that at all stages of development of CHT, process of development of higher psychological functions remained the main subject matter of the theory. It is a pity this late stage work of Vygotsky, which significantly contributes to CHT, 
and allows us to clarify the relations between lower and higher psychological functions is not yet available in English. This is one more of many other examples of how the new reality challenges limitations, fragmentation, and even the fallacy of the existing picture of the cultural historical theory presented in contemporary literature. The following excerpt comes from a section titled New Reality and New Opportunities. Cultural historical theory does exist as a theoretical system, and the new reality makes it possible to discover the cultural historical theory as a system, that is, the system of laws, theoretical concepts, and principles. The time is coming to discover the theory as deeply connected to the research method. With theoretical analytical tools and research analytical tools constitute the cultural historical genetic research methodology. Doing this, we will find what kinds of new opportunities the cultural historical theory might provide for educational research in the 21st century. The task to present Vygotsky's theory in synthetic summary is still challenging, but not impossible. What we need is to include texts which recently became available, including these not translated to English yet, into already available sources which we can use to solve the task of fully discovering the psychological system Vygotsky had created. There is no single book where Vygotsky presents his system as a whole. However, there are new sources where he introduces concepts, laws, and principles being clearly formulated and theoretically interrelated. There are texts where we can find concrete examples of how those theoretical analytical tools work to study experimentally the process of psychological development. The obstacle is that we still deal with the tradition when ideas from different periods are heaped together and the evolution of Vygotsky's position is undervalued or simply ignored. In contrast to this, the cultural historical theory might be presented in the way it was developed during two key stages, one, 1927 to 1931, and two, 1932 to 1934. We need to explain the theoretical continuity of these two stages, as well as differences between them. We need and we can present and explain the concepts and principles developed during these stages and theoretical links between them. We should, as much as we can, reduce the tradition of interpretations of interpretations, focus on collective, generative understanding of what Vygotsky said himself. What were the original psychological meanings of his theoretical messages? Since the only way to understanding is to reconstruct the theoretical content of the theory and all its key components based on Vygotsky's original texts. Otherwise, without giving voice to Vygotsky, we will be doomed to remain in the situation which Miller describes as Christianity without Christ in contemporary sociocultural studies, 48, page 54. The section is titled, Final Remarks. The new reality with Vygotsky's legacy, with a huge amount of sources become recently available, allows us to start a business that even 20 years ago seemed impossible. This new reality allows us to make a new step in discovering the cultural historical theory as a system. Because of these new sources, there are some aspects in the theory which can now be clarified 
on the basis of Vygotsky's original texts. My article is focused on several examples, and there is much more to do. There are some theoretical links which were hidden and now became clear. There are some examples of concrete research conducted by Vygotsky and his collaborators, which were unknown, but can now help to clarify the research method and its links to the theoretical concepts. And finally, there are some general laws of development of human higher psychological functions, which Vygotsky presented and explained in these new sources, which for many years were unavailable for Western audiences. All these might contribute to the ongoing process of discovering the cultural historical theory. Cultural and historical theory was a fundamental discovery, but for historical and cultural reasons, it itself remains undiscovered for the global psychological community, and even for those who identify themselves as Vygotsky, Neo, or post-Vygotsky. Some people who are happy with the state of the arts might consider this task as a sort of utopia. Probably it is. However, cultural historical theory is a treasure which we should learn how to use. Otherwise, we are at risk to be a pauper, described by Mark Twain. The king turned to Tom and said kindly, My poor boy, how was it that you could remember where I hid the seal when I could not remember it myself? Ah, my king, that was easy, since I used it divers days. Used it, yet could not explain where it was. I did not know. It was, I did not know it was that they wanted. They did not describe it, your majesty. Then how used you it? The red blood began to seal up into Tom's cheeks, and he dropped his eyes and was silent. Speak up, good lad, and fear nothing, said the king. How used you the great seal of England? Tom stammered a moment in a pathetic confusion, then got it out. The crack nuts with. We do not have reasons to say we did not know it was that they wanted, and nobody described it. Vygotsky did tell and his voice is worth being heard.